Welcome to episode 97 of the Kraken Pod. It's the Connor McDavid episode. This is a podcast for Seattle Kraken fans, those new and old to hockey and hockey fans looking to have fun. Along with you, we try to go into what lies beneath when it comes to everything Seattle Kraken and the NHL. Stop looking at your Spotify wrapped, which just launched this morning as as of this recording, and start paying attention because if you're a Seattle Kraken fan, you need to hear this. Did Joey smash or pass on pushing the Kraken panic button. What is wrong with the Seattle Kraken? Holy smokes, I need to get off Twitter or X, whatever that is. NHL news, I've got a conspiracy theory about the NHL this season. The Chicago Blackhawks mom drama. Patrick Kane to the Red Wings, because this is a Red Wings podcast. An insane Ottawa-Florida game. In Notum questions, shooting percentage explained. And three stars of the week. That's where Joey and I break down what was going on in our week. Personally, we will share with you. We've got a lot to talk about. So let's go. Episode 97 of The Kraken Pod. Let's do it. What is up? My name is Jeff Lasso, and this is my friend and co-host, Mr. Negativity, Joey Cirillo. Good. I like that. A little yin and a little yang. <laughs> but yeah, dude, we, you know, as of this recording, Wednesday, November 29th, we wanted to wait until the Chicago Blackhawks game, which we should not have. Um, and, and Spotify wrapped. Dude, have you looked at your Spotify wrapped? It's launching this morning. Everybody's tweeting about it and putting shit out about it. Have you looked at uh-huh. it yet? I have not looked at it yet. Uh, Spotify rap for me is a thing that I like to do it in December. And I know we're only a couple of days away from it, but it is an end of the year thing. I usually wait until, until at least December. So I don't know this Friday, I'll probably take a look at it. I can, I don't know. I, I'm a nerd man. And all I do is, is listen to podcasts 24 seven. So my rap is usually just a list of podcasts that I listen to. What I do like though, and this is a random side note. What I do like is that Spotify now has audiobooks um, available, which is a yeah. whole fucking game changer. I have not taken advantage of that, but your boy is about to start listen reading to a lot of books. I'm very excited, dude. You should. Can we just start making money to support the podcast by by being readers of books? We should. We should. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna say write a cracking book. That's way too much work. We could lend our voices. To narrate other people's books. That's what I'm saying. It's like we just yeah. like, hey, let's just start reading books and putting it up there. Anyway, um, I just tapped to open my Spotify wrapped, and all I got was a, a screenshot that said something went wrong. So I've broken Spotify with my shitty listening choices. Nice. Way to go. Yeah. yeah. A lot um, of dad rock. Again, you and Jordan Eberle are kind of on the same page, minus your distaste for Creed, I believe. No, actually, I've changed my ways because I, I, Creed's touring again. And they have uh, some bangers. Let's be honest. Creed yeah. has some. They have some Dude, uh, bangers out there. As I get older, I just have to own who the fuck I am. And yeah, that's good. Just, You're in your 40s doing that. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, dude, it's a journey, right? Some pe- hey, that's why some people are billionaires, dude, because they uh, have done that way earlier than me. So I'm, I'm working on that. I would say that life is a highway. Yeah. So, yeah. Another yeah. great song. Um, <laughs> Wait, what? But... Uh, but anyway, no, I'm I'm down with Creed. I'm, I'm like all their albums. I'm like, holy shit, I, I really like Creed. I forgot about that. It, so anyway, 
I'm going to take a photo of you and just put it on Twitter today. And just with the quotes, I'm down with Creed. <laughs> I, I will stand by episode Summarize. Yeah, I'm down with Creed. Music takes are, are almost as bad as hockey takes. It's like, just listen to what you like. That's it. Just do it. I, you know, Music takes are different than hockey takes, though, because music is entirely subjective. Whereas you watch a team like the Kraken, it's pretty easy to form a take there, Jeff. It is true. I, I, the le- <laughs> Before we get into the Kraken reaction, I do want to say this, yeah. is uh, we are an energy podcast. We're a vibes podcast, right? And I think the vibes in general, and I put a pin in this for next year, Joey, yeah. is I think, you know, just because humans don't change, you know, in the course of history, there's just certain things that we just do. And I think that as we uh, adopted the Gregorian calendar, right? And now here we are at the end of the year, I think we're in that phase of post-Thanksgiving, pre-Christmas bliss. We've got three, four weeks where everybody's trying to get their shit together to end the year, and people are freaking out. They're making big choices. They're doing things. They're saying, I got a plan for next year, da 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 yes. I think I think the vibes, and I feel like it was this way last year mm-hmm. as far as Kraken fans go, because we got so much shit going on in our personal lives, and it's like you, people are stressed and freaked out about the holidays and all the things that that brings and the end of the year. So I want to come back to this this time next year to see where we're at emotionally with this team and just in general, because I just think it's a tough time for people. It's like everybody's freaked out by different things. And we're 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 pissed off about a lot of things in life. And and we're trying to get to the end of the year. And that bleeds down to this hockey team, which is also very frustrating. So I I, I have nothing to say on that. So I'll put a pin in for it. We can come back to this next year. All right. So let's get to it. Your Kraken reaction. Here we go. Just going to be blunt here, Joey. Did you push the panic button? We're doing this now? Yeah, I just, I, I just like, we'll explain it, but I want to know, like, Joey, did you push the Kraken panic button? You're damn right. I am smashing the hell out of the Kraken panic button. I feel completely justified in doing so. I gave this team the benefit of the doubt. I waited until November 24th, my date, which you purposefully, and I'm saying purposefully, because you kept taking it out I of context. I can't say that word. <laughs> it's very hard to say. I'm surprised I said it twice. Um, and kept saying that it was a result um, of the game against Vancouver. And by the way, if it was as a result of that game, I would double down and smash that button even faster than I did. But here is the reason why. We're going to go over the games from this past week. But here's the reason why I am officially hitting the crack and panic button on this week. And maybe this is a thing I need to revisit next year. Hopefully not, because the Kraken will be a better team, which is not a high bar to cross, because right now the bar is fucking low. Here is my uh, here is why I'm I'm hitting the button, Jeff. The Kraken this year are eight, ten, and five. It's 21 points in 23 games. They have yet to reach 500 on the season. If you remember right, they started the season losing four games in a row. Their longest winning streak on the entire season is two games in which they have only done that twice. So far, up until this point in the season, and we are recording. It's Wednesday morning, November 29th. Uh, the Seattle Kraken have played more games, Jeff. 
than everyone in the Western Conference, with the exception of the Vegas Golden Knights and Vancouver Canucks, who have also played 23 games. And we are currently sitting 10 points behind Vancouver and 11 behind the Vegas Golden Knights. And I am not expecting the Kraken to catch up to those teams at all, but the gap between the Kraken and the rest of the conference in the West and the league continues to widen as the season's going on. Their plus minus right now on the year is tied for fourth worst in the Western conference at minus 17 with Anaheim. And they have the seventh worst defense in the NHL. They give up an average of 3.48 goals against per game. And here's another uh, fun fact that gets thrown out a lot on social media, especially during the games. The Seattle Kraken have not won a game this season in which they scored under four goals. The Seattle Kraken can literally only win a game if they score four or more goals. I am hitting the panic button. Um, I'm a man of conviction. I'm staying behind it. I have seen who this team is. It's not a good team. Oh, and by the way, I looked at the standings. You were talking last night, and I saw you defending your point, and you're Jeff Lasso, and I appreciate uh, I appreciate you for that. I'm Joey, the realist Cirillo, and the reality is this team is not a playoff team. Um, they will not make the playoffs. I'm saying it right now. They are out of the second wild card spot. In fact, they got fucking leapfrogged by Calgary. Edmonton, by the way, starting to turn things around. They've won a couple games in a row. Their plus minus now is up to a minus seven, which before was a lot worse. Like teams are leapfrogging the Kraken. The Kraken are not a good team. And it's in large part because their defense and, and their special teams are fucking atrocious. And then you start having issues like last night in Chicago, which we'll get into, where the goaltending starts looking bad too. Good luck. And my biggest thing with this team is I think that I really do think that um, something's going on with Haxel. I think he's really lost the locker room because whatever team bonding event they had in Chicago, which, by the way, the Seattle Kraken flew out early to Chicago for, it did not work. Um, it didn't work at all. It seems like his message is falling on deaf ears. No one has been stepping up. Does, does the Kraken have talent on their roster? Absolutely. But then I think last night, like, was it they were talking about how Connor Bedard has 10 goals on the season? They're like, oh, look at look at uh, Father Canner leading the Kraken with nine. An 18-year-old is doing better than our leading veteran score. I mean, wow, that's that's your first bad take on this one. But uh, uh, everything okay. else. I mean, it's all, it's not really a take. It's technically a stat. But I see what you're saying. And, of course, they're going to feed him, which is I think you and I had a bet at the beginning of the year on the number of times Bedard would shoot on net. I, I said, like, over 250. We have to check in on that. But what I will say um, is that I'm standing by this point. I'm hitting the. I'm officially hitting the panic button on the Seattle Kraken because they have shown me who they are. Great points, well thought out, as expected from Bedard the Bedard thing man. was a stretch. The Bedard thing was a stretch. I like I it though. You're, you're pushing buttons and you're pushing the panic button too. Um, to further help out your argument, I looked this up. I was looking at this last night I'm too. Not expecting this conversation to go this way, but okay. I'm helping you out here, but I also have a rebuttal. Of course. Uh, um, last year. This date, again, we've said multiple times, November 29th. November 29th, 2022. Do you have a guess as to what the Seattle Kraken's record was? Well, considering for some reason we play more games than anyone in the league, um, they've probably at this point last year played at least 65 games. Um, their record, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so right now they're what, 8, 10, and 5? I will remove, oh, man. Also, they play like 21 games at this point last season. I'll say they're 10 and 11. Fuck it. I'm just guessing. Well, this is going to help you. Sorry. Feel good. Maybe, maybe 9, 9, 11, and 2. No, I mean, this is going to help you feel good about pushing the panic button because okay. 
at this point last year, mm. we had we we were in the middle of a one, two, three, four, five, six, six game win streak. And we were 14, five, and three. Oh. So we don't deserve that team right now. We just don't. They and and I looked this up because I was like, I feel like the vibes at this point last year weren't that great either, but they were right. 14, and then five and three, you know, the vibes were definitely peaking. The vibes right. were hot. And then we went on that huge epic run, record setting run early January. Yeah, late late December, early January. That's when Martin Jones got hot, the road trip, shutting out Boston in Boston, mm-hmm. all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Okay, so I'm continuing to ask you some questions here, and I'm I'm trying to simplify this. I I I really need to make 2024 the year of simplifying my life. Okay. All right. So if you had to rank simply in in areas of concern, number one being the most concerning thing, you get four choices: offense, defense, goaltending, coaching. So offense, defense, goaltending, coaching. Take a second. What's your number one concern? You don't have to explain it. But give me in your order from one being the most concerning to four being the least concerning offense, defense, goaltending, coaching. What do you got? Without explaining it, number one, coaching. Okay. Do you want me to give you the rest? Yes. It's the whole point. Yes. Um, then I'm going to go defense, offense, goaltending. But it's starting to flip flop with goaltending. But no, here we go. Coaching, defense, offense, goaltending. There you go. I'm sticking with him. Sticking with my guns. I'm not explaining myself. I'm just going with that. No, I like it. Also, too, I took a picture of us recording this because I know we don't share a lot of video yet, but we're, <laughs> Joey and I are looking at each other in the, in the Kraken Pod podcast room. Mm. And I think this, this, this visual perfectly summarizes kind of where we're at right now. And I'll say this. <laughs> I look like I'm sitting in the dark place. <laughs> yeah. You look like the emperor, uh, Emperor Palpatine. Because like... Joe, there's a window behind him, and Joey's like, I literally just see like his dark eyes. Yes. That's it. Yes. And then like I'm in a bright lit space, and I'm not super happy with the Kraken, and I'm also very stressed in life too. But I, I mean, overall, my my vibes are okay. So just I think, shrouded in darkness. I'm like Bane. I was born in the darkness. I love this. I love it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> okay, you know, so you know, I kind of uh, last night during the game, there was a, there, great tweets. By the way, even the negative stuff or any like thing that was kind of angrily directed at us because I will say this is I and it's Twitter. It's definitely Twitter is like, man, people are just, I have to take, I do this too. And I say, this is somebody who does this as well. I got to take, take a step back. It's like with all the shit that I going on, I have going on in my regular normal life, just like you do Joey and you yes. listening have like all the, there's crazy. We spend too much time getting stressed out about a fucking hockey team. Right. And, I, agree. I agree a million percent. Yes. And there's a lot of people that, that, do and we do we come out we we come with some hot takes we we come out and, and say some stuff and have opinions and i get it but man there's just a certain segment of like twitter like 20 percent of people that deal with us that are just they, their feelings are they're just like the moral police and they're just like the just so like uh, emotionally involved in like hockey players and hockey teams and it's like just take a step back take a step back so yes 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 anyway you're saying coaching right and there's a lot of coaching tweets last night that was my point uh-huh. you saying coaching at number one yes i didn't think so but i'm starting to th- i'm considering that i'm starting to yeah. think, okay i don't really think you know I mean, and i don't i don't know i think it's for me number one defense i knew that i knew you were going defense on that i like I, it 
I I coined it last night, and it's a, it, it, I wanted to make it a thing. This is another T-shirt that we won't produce. Is like we have Sleepy D syndrome. Uh-huh. Um, and yeah, I don't think a shirt that says Sleepy with a giant D on it would make a lot of sense. Could be taken, you know, in a sexual. Oh, no. Our graphic designers will figure out how to make it hockey, which is pretty cool. Oh, that'd be sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm, yeah. the non-existent graphic designers. Um, It'll be just a photo of like Larson and the Dundertaker just staring at the ice at a stick, and the background will be a guy scoring on us. Uh, yeah, uh, de- yeah. <laughs> defense. I'm concerned about the defense the most because two yeah. things on the ice. You can watch these guys. I every game there is there is some terrible goal that's a direct result of like just a lack of effort or some dumb mistake made by our defense. Mm-hmm. And lots of times that gets attributed to goaltending when they're really getting hung out to dry. And I'm tired yes. of seeing that. And the defense needs to to wake up and they need somebody to. They, they need to get their ass beat. And I honestly think that 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 needs to be the first area of concern for Ron Francis in the offseason is getting us some some big ass defensemen who are it's just younger guys, by the way, because the vets are, are are not showing up. I'm throwing that no, out and, there. Julian, you know, love you, bro. But I'm fucking about to throw in the towel on you. No, we need some hardcore. And I'm I'll not talking about a terrible towel. So he feels like he's back in Pittsburgh. I'm not talking about fighting. I'm not talking about even that. No, like not physical, fighting. Physical, not fighting physicality, no. physicality is great. I, just, I mean, like, just we have our high-scoring offensive defenseman. We've got Vince Dunn. Great. Awesome. And, and he's had his lapses. He's had his moments. But um, we need players that are just really good at defense, and that's all they do. Just, like, really smart and know how to – because last night, that third goal that the Blackhawks scored – Yanni Gord dropped his stick and I, I didn't, I forgot who, I don't know who was behind him, but Yanni's going to pick up his stick instead of playing the dude that was eventually going to score the goal with a cross ice pass or sorry, cross net pass. And then the, the other dude was just staring at Yanni, picking up the stick. It's two guys looking at the stick and not Which going. What after I would him. have done. I would have been like, wait, I should probably stop skating and watch, watch this thing happen in front of me. Oh shit. We're playing yeah. a hockey game. Yeah. I would have been like, holy shit. I'm on the ice in an NHL game. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Dude, this is awesome. Is anyone taking a photo? Oh fuck. They just scored. <laughs> then, yeah. <laughs> so my, so my biggest, and I, and I'm ranking this in terms of like, how are we going to fix this? And it may not happen this season. Right. I would like it to, I think the Kraken will, will limp along and be close to a playoff spot. And I, Enough to where I do hope that when it comes to the trade deadline is Ron Francis does make a move at, at, at when, it, when we get into the springtime. But defensively. See, oh, I'm glad you said that. I have to say really quick. I'm sorry if I interrupted you there. I don't know if he will. I don't um, think he, I don't think he will because he's he's fully invested. I do. I still believe in Ron. I, I, he's fully invested in building this team um, through, you know, just just planning and drafting. And I think that's that's a that is definitely a way to go. And that's another thing we have to remember as Kraken fans is like, this is a long-term game. We're three years in, three seasons in, two and a half seasons in, and we just have to chill. But anyway, I, I think I, I think signing defenders that really are awesome at defending, not scoring, just like, just know their shit. That's number one. Uh, after that is, I'm, I am looking at goaltending. I, I'm never going to, I'm not going to hate on Gru anymore. I get it. He is, he is, gets paid a lot of money. He should be better. He definitely lets up, lets up soft goals. Um, I agree with that criticism, and that is totally fair. I am prepared to ride out Gru through the rest of this season. Um, I hope I, so because the Kraken have him for six years. So, well, they, look, I don't know how they're gonna what they're gonna do, but at some point they may have to eat that. They may have to figure out what to do here. What do they do? I don't know, but they're gonna have to address that, um, and they're gonna have to address that by drafting somebody who's a you know a high end prospect or, or or given you know let's just go with Decord full time and and just see what happens or but something there 
but I'm also saying let's get, I'm giving grew this season, but after the, if we end the season without getting, cause what saved grew last year was the end of the regular season and the playoffs. And he, he did the thing. He did the thing. He bought me another season and you have to think of it. We are long-term investors in this team and we have to give it a chance to ride out. And it's, sucks it is grueling it is tough but this is where i challenge you to like take a breather from fucking hockey for a second and go hang out with your family even if they suck or go <laughs> hang out with your friends or something like that so Listen, defense- I, and i'm with you i all i have to say is that um you can love and support these guys which i do but also be critical of them right so it's like it's like it's not like i've lost any love yeah. for them. It's like i'm rooting for them to be bad also i like what you said about um about making potential moves i have a quick list here of guys are in the last year of their of their deals and i think we're about to see i'm not saying in the middle of this season trade deadline i wouldn't be surprised if we saw a move or two but i think at the end of this season we're about to see a completely new team coming into next year we have eberly wenberg Drigger, schultze yams belmar magna who i keep forgetting that liquid hot magna is uh is on <laughs> has one more year off of the Kraken and, and Shorzy. You're looking at roughly 20 million in cap space there. Um, we're about to see a very, very different team here. And so I think we're about to uh have to say, you know, say goodbye to some uh some players that we love. But that's that's a future problem. You know, and that's exactly right. I think that it's just it's it's sports, dude. It's sports. We have to I agree. And I also too, I did start off the, the season. You can go back to episode 90 or whatever the fuck it was where I, I was screaming and swearing and getting so mad. So like, I'm also a hypocrite when it comes to that, but I've also in this journey started to go like, you know what? Like, I just want to enjoy this. We can call a spade a spade, which yeah. is, you know, like, Hey so guys, they're just kind of sucking right now. We got to talk about that. So, um, I got defense goaltending the offense, you know, I, I'm waiting around oh, we, you were inverse of me. I love this. Yeah. In injuries, injuries. I think, I think Tanev really like that energy and what he brings to the table. And I think, I also think turbo is just, I think he's frail, dude. I think he's just, it's just, is what it is. You I don't know? even think he's frail. I think at the style of hockey he plays, right. there you go. Uh, uh, offers him up to injury. Right. And like we love, we love that energy. We love the crazy chaos hockey. As a result of that yeah. crazy chaos hockey, the dude's injured a lot. I mean, I mean, he's not like a Burakovsky where Burakovsky, I, I mean, the guy's made out of fucking glass. I mean, let's be honest here. I love him to death when he's healthy. You can argue that he's the best player on the team. The issue is, is that, you know, he's missed a lot of time because the guy is is always hurt. Turbo's putting himself in position uh, for some just very specific turbo injuries. I think I think what we're coming to is this is and I put last I put Haxel and and and, and coaching, um, but I also too like I said is like I I, I agree like there's no no none of this none of these guys get a pass right but um, yeah of course not I think I think we are coming I'm gonna I would put a dollar that Ron Francis finally makes some sort of a bigger move at the trade deadline to 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 do something and that and maybe it's not sexy and exciting like signing some you know high scoring. Like our like our entire off season was, right, right, <laughs> and and I think that he does something at the trade deadline to kind of make some things happen, right? So mm-hmm. I think you've got to deal with defense. I th- I think whether it's goaltending and and I think there's some moves that are going to happen. And honestly, dude, for our podcast and to see you flip out, yeah, you know what I want? Everything? I, no, I'm kind of like I'm going to flip and I'm going to shut off the Jeff Lasso persona i kind of want jordan bennington don't okay 
now you're just trying to get see i'm already triggered jeff what are you doing what are you trying Dude, to do with me right now that's i trigger you because i was like <laughs> but if i'm going to take because i'm cause i don't know if you know this but i'm a very hardcore astute businessman yes um just looking at like who's out there i'm I not mean, a businessman i'm a business man man because i'm a jay-z I'm a rap, rap guy rap, rap guy. guy yes um i don't know i'm kind of like dude let's go chaos mode and let's do this so i think it's fair to push the panic button joey i i'm i'm also just kind of like accepted like okay this is a mid team and i do think people should you know we're we are right there uh just over a quarter of the way through the season we're right there in the playoff hunt you you nailed it though by saying edmonton is fucking angry. Connor McDavid scored eight points in two games. Is this yep. is the Connor McDavid episode? And and they're you know if he if he goes ham, then they're just going to start winning, and they have. So that yes. sucks. So yeah, it's going to be tough. I think they're going to be right there. I think it's fair to say panic panic mode. I think we all do need to take a break and step away from being so angry. There's several Kraken Pod family members that I see that are like breaking down and like really mad at this team. Yes. And as somebody who has been very mad at this team and somebody who has been in that space, I want to yeah. say I'm in a new, I'm in a pl- join me in this place of like, eh, they suck. Kind of. We got to figure this out. It'd be nice. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a sport, but you know, we have yeah. a podcast that talks about it. So here we are. Got to go to work the next day. Just like when I used to play beer hockey, beer league yeah. hockey. Can't, can't get into fucking fights over shit because guess what? <laughs> we all got to go to work the next day. By the way, for the, for the second wild card spot, uh, Western Conference right now, the Kraken have been leapfrogged by Nashville, Arizona, and Calgary as of today. They're one point behind all three of those, uh, all three of those teams. Uh, how about Nashville winning the past six in a row? throwing that out there Dude, like it, what is going on since you're a new hockey fan like they just yeah. always do this shit like they're just always they're like mid to to good and always yeah. and that's they a few times they've been really good i think they've won the president's trophy once or twice but like they always just do this shit and then they fall apart because they you know they always have good goaltending they always got good defense and then they just suck at scoring but then they it always rotates so like they'll fall apart at some point and they'll just you know so anyway um but yeah i I agree on that. Now, look, I don't know, man. I'm kind of like, do we need to break down every single game? No, but we can quickly go over it because that's kind of what we do. But yeah, we can we can very quickly. I mean, we the only really positive I thing I want to hear is honestly that, against San Jose, the Seattle Kraken beat the shit out of them. It was a seven to one victory. I mean, I, we can we can we can talk about it very very quickly. They did what they had to do, which is like okay, that, and that's. That's what, like, last night, uh-huh. you know, uh, Nikki O, friend of the pod, after mm-hmm. the game, super smart. And I and I, I would love to get him, you know, and he's so, like, he's so just, you know, on his game. I don't think we'd ever get him to say uh, anything, like, really opinionated about the team. Yes. But I think he, he does a good job of giving them shit in a PC way that's not going to get him in trouble. And I, and I see, I thought he was too positive and I had to bone to pick with what he said. So I love that you're going this route right shit, now, man. We are, <laughs> we, you are literally like, I, like you've got a red lightsaber and I got a green one. I know it's great. This is great. I love it. All right. Insert uh lightsaber sound effects right here. 
good. Okay, cool. Oh, right. Instead of me just doing it. Okay. So <laughs> we beat the shit out of San Jose as we should because San Jose's been they've actually they're like they're they're beating some good teams and and they're doing you know they're winning some games so like they're worst they're, team in the league but sure they are the worst league in, team in the league but they've beaten like a few teams that are pretty good so the fact that we came in and weren't one of those teams awesome love that it's good so. Yeah, I mean, a a huge thing that I took away from that game was that they had not won a road trip game (laughs) up until that point in the season. And their plus minus on the year was at minus 49, which is absolutely insane. I was honestly just mad because I I wanted to cord Pro Joey podcast to get the shutout. And he lost it with four minutes and 28 seconds left in the game. And Adam Larson got a goal, which is fucking huge. So, oh, and uh, and Turbo fought Burroughs, which was awesome because uh, Burroughs at one point fell to the ice. And uh, Turbo had his sweater over his face, picked him up by his sweater and continued to punch him in the face. (laughs) I was like, usually when you hear like, oh, there's a fight and they pan over, you just expect to see like an elixiac where he's just kind of staying there and he's bear hugging a dude. And this is the opposite where they panned over and it's just Turbo throwing right hooks into a dude's eye. And you're like, oh, shit, like this is actually probably needs to be stopped. (laughs) It was a fantastic fight. That's all. That's that's all I had for that game. We can move on. Uh, This is a game that I missed. Do you want to talk about it really quickly? Uh, Friday versus Vancouver. Uh, I mean, the game was it was a one goal game going into the third period. Then we decide to let Vancouver score score three goals in the third period. Why can't we finish, Jeff? Why? Like. I equated this on Kraken Pod after dark. Why are the Seattle Kraken a team that if they were like a friend in college, you would love to be at the bars with them? Because if you saw a girl you, you wanted to talk to or a man or wh- whoever the fuck, if you saw somebody you wanted to talk to and you're like, let me go up to this person and I'm going to use the Seattle Kraken because they're a great opener. In fact, they're. Uh, first period throughout the season has been their strongest period. They have scored, and this was as of yesterday before the game against Chicago, they had scored 25 out of their 60 goals on the entire season in the first period. They're a great opener. So at the bar, go up to somebody you want to talk to, let the Kraken do the opening, and then you come in and finish because this team in the third fucking period can't do anything. So the Kraken are taking no one home, and the Kraken certainly aren't taking home any Ws. So this is your panic button game. And I think you just really summed it up nicely in, in, a, in a good way without having to go into it. Yeah. The one thing I'm going to take away from this is Cartier scores a goal. Manny Benier scored a goal, which wow, was you're really just a okay, yeah. overturn. Well, got removed offsides, yes. Right, which is some bullshit because like it, it, the play went on for like 10 minutes. And then they scored, and then they said, "Oh wait, that was offsides." We should, but they didn't call it. It's like there needs to be a, that rule needs to change in the offseason. Offseason, yeah, it's like so Pac-12 refs on, in the NHL. All of a sudden, it was fucking brutal. But no, I mean, look, there you go. That's it. Like we, 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 we suck at home. We we get our ass beat by Vancouver at home. This was a panic button game. Yes. It sucked. I don't. I. It's a. It's a sucked. So like we lost five to one. It is what it is. That's it. You know. I think that um, it's fair to push the panic button. Let's go to another fantastic game, which was, by the way, they, they had, the Kraken had power play for the, in the first period for eight minutes and did nothing with it. And the PP now is trending in the wrong direction. That's another yeah. reason why I hit the panic button. Yeah, you're right. It's a good call because it was it was the PP was really growing like big, like. Oh, and 20, then Hoaglander laying out up. Turbo center ice because Turbo's playing a puck with his head down and gets ran over by a fucking freight truck. So now he's injured again. Yeah. You know, I don't know what uh, I don't. I don't know if you know this, Joey, but uh, in hockey, since mm-hmm. I played hockey, yes, uh, is you can't 
put your head down. At that's what I said. That's, his head was down. He's playing the puck, head down. He saw him at the last side. I watched the replay like 20 times. For the record, they get caught, but yeah. In case you don't know, uh, because I did tweet something this week that maybe uh, I'm, I, I, I forget, like I, I'm so sarcastic about certain things mm-hmm. that I forget that like when I'm trying to be funny, sarcastic, sometimes people don't get it because I feel like people know me, but they don't fucking know me. And they think that I'm being serious Yes, and I'm being an idiot and not explaining myself correctly. Mm-hmm. And that was one of those moments just now in the podcast where like, Oh yeah, no, I knew what you were doing. Of course. A yeah, fucking course. Like, dude, like you got to keep your head up, but also too, you know, turbo plays like a maniac. So he, he I love him. I fucking love turbo. And I love it sucks. every time it goes down, which happens often uh, and gets hurt, which is often, I just go, damn it. Cause we really need that energy. He's we're a better team with him. So there you go. So he could be center eyes with like his head in a guillotine. And we could watch it get lopped off and be like, he'll be back in three games. So we've talked about like, I think we can kind of like talk a, a little bit about, you know, cause we got to talk about the Chicago controversy too. And yes, we do. And I think it was funny. Did you say this or did, did, did you tweet this yesterday before the game or did uh, one of our Kraken pod family members tweet this before the game about, about, the whole like why do we keep running into teams that have like crazy momentum oh no it was me or saying weird that. stuff you and i brought this up over a year ago is that we always run into these teams that not only have crazy momentum but have these like moments in their organization that are like season defining moments and for whatever reason that is exactly what took place uh, against Chicago. And we can get into it here in a second. I think it's going to be important for us to talk about it. I'm not going to go into too many details, but we obviously have to cover it. Um, that's exactly what happened with the Chicago Blackhawks. I mean, they are, they are in not just, you know, local Chicago news, but national news across the entire NHL and the hockey world with an incident involving Corey Perry, who is no longer on the organization. He had his contract completely cut. Um, There were some unfortunate rumors regarding uh, Connor Bedard and his lovely mother. Um, And we'll, again, we'll get into that in a second, but for some reason, whatever reason, the Seattle Kraken keep catching teams in these moments that are just freaking massive. I mean, uh, a week or two ago playing against Edmonton where I think they had, their new coach for like his second game ever. Um, and that's just a moment where I'm like, of course, we're going to catch him at the wrong time. Jeff, you and I had talked about um, how I think we're catching Edmonton at the wrong time. And then we ended up losing that game. Now, again, um, I know we'll get into it in a second here, but let me cover the game first. I mean, the crack end losing four to three and they're playing arguably the second worst team uh, in the entire league. What really stuck out to me was grew was fucking soft. I mean, the German gentleman was the German sieve. I don't know what was going on. Uh, the dude had two, you could argue, three goals um, that he should have stopped. And listen, here's the thing. We mentioned this earlier. You can love and support a dude, which you do, but also be critical, right? Like, like they're not mutually exclusive things. So that's how I feel about, about it. I, I went back and watched the plays a lot. It just did not look good at all. It was good to see Cartier scoring. That's the second game in a row that he has scored a goal, which is great. He's actually starred the third period on the uh, on the Maddie Beers for Beniers uh, and Eberly line, which I thought was huge. Uh Tyler Johnson uh ends up uh scoring a goal at the at the, t- at the time the game was tied 2 to 2, ends up being 3-2. He's a Spokane native, him and Yamamoto actually uh from Spokane. Um, I have to shout out Wenberg, who had a beautiful fucking goal where he completely walked the entire defense uh, of the Chicago Blackhawks. But the moment that really stood out to me, Jeff, um, was 
the the German gentleman Philip Grubauer getting legitimately pissed off, which I don't think I have literally ever seen him do on a play where you know the whistle gets blown kind of late. He's on his back making snow angels, and a couple of sticks come flying in, you know, because they're trying to play the puck and the whistle hadn't blown. But the last stick to come in there and start really poking at him was none other than ex uh, Seattle Kraken Ryan uh, Can of Clamato Donato. And- <laughs> <laughs> that's why he left our team is because of that bad nickname I gave him. He, yeah. and he was like, I'm yeah. fucking out of here. These yeah, guys, these assholes. And he goes to Chicago and dude, and you see grew take off his fucking mask and start going at it with the ex teammate. How'd that make you feel? Cause that was a moment where I had way too many emotions, man. I feel awesome. I feel like, I feel like Ron Burgundy. I'm in a glass case of emotions. I, I, I want to see emotion from these guys. I mean, like if we just keep imploding, I just want to see them getting mad about it. I mean, I want yeah. I want them to be like just just channel your energy right now that that uh, that Palpatine energy of like just fucking fuck it, just take it all to the dark side. Let's just go and doing I, it live. Fuck yeah, it. I love it exactly right. And I love the fact that that grew went after Ryan Donato. Yes, and um, you know, it was it was great. So I I loved it. I, I'm, I'm that's why I'm ride or die with Gru. It's cool, and, and he's got to fix himself. He's got to be better, just like the whole team. But I thought that was awesome. I loved it. I loved that energy. And yeah, go after that asshole. God damn it, he's on the enemy team now. Yeah, no, absolutely loved it. But again, the Kraken end up losing the game uh, four to three to Chicago, and it's really unfortunate. And by the way, third period they had a five on three for one minute and three seconds did not result in a single shot on that at that time. They had an extended power play. We're not able to do it. Um, and they end up losing a game. And Jeff, like we haven't talked about it yet and we can get into it for a quick second here. I was upset because this is a team that not only is not a good team overall, but this is a team that is in the middle of yet another controversy, an organization that is no stranger to controversy. And they were dealing with it all fucking day. Uh, the players uh, were told after their morning skate that Perry is no longer with the team, which completely shook them up. And the Kraken were in Chicago early to do some team bonding shit, which Jeff Baker for the Seattle Times wrote about. I haven't had a chance to read it, but I'm going to. Um, and all these things, right? I'm looking at it. I'm thinking, okay, this is going to accumulate. And in a Seattle Kraken win to start off this road trip. And what happens? They drop the fucking game. And that, to me, I'm like, how can you not take advantage of this scenario to win the game? We're a vibes podcast. And the vibes yeah. are, no, I think the vibes are too high. Because what happened was the, the Blackhawks said to the team yeah, and to Connor Bedard, Hey, we're we're 100% behind you and whatever happened, something happened. We don't know if the mom thing happened or not, but yes. something happened and the Blackhawks said, "Uh-uh, we've been through so much shit and so many bad things and we've made so many mistakes. We're not making mistakes again. We're building a future here and we're trying to do the right thing," which I truly think they're doing. They handled mm-hmm. it internally and they just went in and said, "We're here for you, dude, and we're here for this team." And I think the re- and they probably went in and said, to the guys without Bedard in the room and said, if you motherfuckers have any problem with anybody on this team and you aren't doing everything to make Connor Bedard and, and the Blackhawks organization better, right? With drama and mm-hmm. bullshit, then you're going to be shipped out of here and we're going to, we're going to put you on the blacklist. Right? So yes. I, I think that they came in. Uh, it just sucks. We, we again ran into a team that was in the middle of the hockey world, hockey universe, and they had to win that game at home. They had to, because they had to go show the crowd that 
And this is what we need from the Kraken. They're not giving us this. Like when we need them to win a game to like make fans feel good, yes. like they don't do it. Yes, I agree with that. So I, I think I think the Blackhawks I, honestly like it, it makes sense that they lost, and it also makes sense that the black that that was the perfect time for the Kraken to come in and say, "No, not against us." So you know, I think they exploited the fact that we're struggling and we've got issues, and they took care of business and they made their fans feel good and they made Connor Bedard feel good, who was still he was held pointless, but at the same time, like you know, the organization basically did a good job yesterday. Although I, you do have a point in your tweets yesterday saying like, I think they yeah, did a shit about it for a second. Yeah. They did a shitty job of, of, of explaining what happened. Yes. Um, and they should say what's happened, but I don't, I just don't think that they, right now they have to take, it's okay to take some time. Like, you know, you and me, we want to know exactly. We're like, we're, we're like salivating, you know what I mean? Like dogs, yeah. like pa- Pavlog's like, give, Pavlog's me the dogs. give me the yeah. team. Bitch. We need it. We need it. We need to know what happened. It eventually will come out at some point, but the Blackhawks handled it. They did it. They're saying, we're not going to say shit right now because maybe their heads are spinning. I think it's fair for them to kind of stay away from it for now, but they, they still addressed it without addressing it. And I think they did what was best for them internally. Um, yes, but what sucks for podcasts like ours that needs this shit to thrive, you know what I mean? So, um, I, no, I, I'm with you. Um, I'll quickly get into it because I wanted to talk about this situation a little bit here. So, it did some sleuthing to, to try to figure out like the origin behind everything. Now, are you talking about like so you're trying to like Con- if you- Connor Bedard? Did his mom get fucked by Corey Perry? Right. I mean, like, like you know, did like, did like, did like a Stifler's mom situation happen where she's like, you know, Finch, are you? You know, what I'm saying, now, like, let me. You've done the research, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna just say, like, is this what the the rumor is? Is like a few weeks ago or a month ago? Yes. And this often happens in hockey. Is like they have dads' night where all the dads of the hockey players come out and they watch the game. They spend a weekend with them, and it's like a bonding. Which, trip. By the way, I did not know that hockey did that at all. I did not know that that was a oh, thing. Yeah. But to answer your question, yes, that's exactly. But, did, but the mom's that's how, the, that's how the timeline got started. So the mom's the mom's trip was like a month ago, where yeah. the all the moms come on a trip for like you know three days and they hang two out road, with your boys two road games with chicago right? blackhawks right so then they like travel with them and they spend time with them and it's a whole thing yes and there's a clip that you put out an amazing tweet yesterday um of after the game on the one of the games on the road trip mm-hmm. um connor bedard got the like their version of the davy jones hat whatever it is the clock yeah. or the award or whatever yeah, which is like Blackhawks chain or some stupid yeah, shit. ours is cooler and he basically says like hey we do it for the moms we did it for the moms or whatever and Corey perry's like looking at him like yeah yeah your mom your mom um yeah. so the rumor is is that at some point in that weekend Corey perry who is a uh, stanley cup winning um journeyman in the nhl who, mm-hmm. who uh, was ducks legend ducks legend He's been around. He's he's a, he's a role player now, but like, and they brought him in. And the joke is, is, they brought him in to the Blackhawks team to like be a father figure. Which we missed this joke. So many other people made this joke, which is great. A father figure to Connor Bedard. And the rumor is, is that on that trip he went around and and maybe slept with Connor Bedard's mom. Yes. The thing is, is that again doing some sleuthing. This entire thing started online. There was something that was started in a message board. Now. I've read rumors in a lot of places that it was a Vancouver Canucks fan. I wasn't able to verify any of that, but I do know that it came from a message board. 
and that 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 message on the that particular comment that went out on the message board also started getting repeated on TikTok. And then this rumor started spreading across the fucking hockey world like wildfire. And the thing is, it's all because of the timeline. So like like you mentioned, right, you had the mom's weekend where apparently shit goes down. As of last week, it was actually last Wednesday, um, the, the Blackhawks were on a road trip to face the Columbus Blue Jackets. While that was happening, an investigation within the organization was starting at that time. And Corey Perry at that time was asked to step away from the organization so they could figure things out. They released a statement saying that he's just going to step away from the team. He's going to handle a personal matter. And that's all they were saying. Meanwhile, these rumors are already swirling. Like they're already out there. People are starting to make jokes out of it. I mean, shit, we made a joke out of it. By the way, there's also a difference between making was clearly an idiotic joke and then spreading something as if it's a fact and actual information. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, moving on, uh, they, they went through an entire internal investigation and basically came out and announced that they are like the Blackhawks worked with the NHL Players Association and determined that whatever he did, which we still do not know what he did, is is – Bad enough to where he is going to get his contract cut. So he loses his contract with the Blackhawks. And Corey Perry is no longer, as of now, with the team or in the NHL. And the statement from the Blackhawks was super interesting because here's the statement. It says, after an internal investigation, the Chicago Blackhawks have determined that, that Corey Perry has engaged in conduct that is unacceptable and in violation in both the terms of a standard player's contract, standard player's contract. I've had a lot of coffee. Uh, that's not that's not part of the quote. And the Blackhawks' internal policies intended to promote professional and safe work environments. As such, Corey Perry has been placed on unconditional waivers. In the event he clears the waivers, we intend to terminate his contract effective immediately. Now, here's the issue, and this is all I'm going to say about this topic. This is the issue that I had with that statement because while it – like. First off, it is not any any organizations, it is not their responsibility to dispel internet rumors. Like that's a fucking joke. I mean, let's be honest here, because if that were, you know, what the, the Blackhawks PR was in charge of, they would spend all day just battling trolls on Reddit and Twitter. That's not the case. However, this is different because it's made national and international news. You have the hockey pundits, you have journalists, you have large figures on social media talking about this and the reason why it's a big deal is because it's exposing bedard who is the future and face of your fucking franchise and for them to let potentially the nhl and potentially the nhl now while the investigation is going on i understand why you don't say anything after it has been wrapped up which by the time the statement has come out um that investigation is over perry's booted he's off the team for them to release a statement like that, that's so fucking vague, only added more logs to the fire, Jeff. Like, that's when everybody really doubled down. It was like, wait, what the hell is going on? Because we were taking this as a joke. Now you release this statement. He's off the team. A week ago, you told us he was taking a break. And then they come out with the press conference. And again, I actually liked a, a large part of the press conference. I like them defending Bedard and being like, no, this had nothing to do with any player or any or any player's family members to say so or to to think to even think so or to you know put anything out there around that is disgusting and wrong. I was like, good on you. Like you're defending the future star of your franchise. Like you said, potentially the NHL, you need to do that. And then when it came to Perry, they're like, by the way, not going to comment 
not a criminal matter, but we're handling it and he's no longer on the team. And everyone's like, so wait a second. What he did was so bad. That this guy loses his entire contract. You're not, not allowed to comment whatsoever, despite the investigation being finished. And the reason why I have an issue with it, and now I'm just really fired up. The reason why I have an issue with Cooking. it is because oh. the way that this team has handled controversy in the past has opened them up to scrutiny from outsiders looking in to see what the fuck is going on. So I don't feel bad about having um, any kind of reservations or looking at them and questioning what the fuck is going on because the Blackhawks have done this to themselves. They are they are not capable of handling things the appropriate way. If they had like a PR for dummies book, they would have failed the fucking test because these guys – they have not they have showed us in the past that they are not capable of adequately handling internal matters until it blows up in their fucking faces and then it's a firestorm so i think that i and it's okay to be um to be critical of them in this moment and to really raise an eyebrow at what's going on and that's why i had an issue um with the way it was handled and then jordan uh jaden schwartz went out last night uh <laughs> <laughs> yes he did I'm not laughing at that because I love Schwartz. I love I love uh, I love Schwartzy. No, I was uh, making dude. Well, well said. Um, that spot. I don't. We don't need. To, the only other thing is, is mm-hmm. and he and by the way, Jaden Schwartz did go out last night in the middle. I know. Of the game. I'm very Look, sad because he's like top three player for the Kraken right now. Yes. Um. But no, that's spot on, man. I mean, I, I can't argue that at all. So I, I can't wait to the we sit here with bated breath and wait for that to happen. <laughs> yeah. Um, which which you know, well, I I I think the NHL may have stepped in and said, "Hey, hey guys, um, you y'all don't don't do this to us again, please figure this shit out and handle it quickly." And I think they just said, "Okay, yeah, yeah, we'll get okay. Well, he's gone. He's gone. We're just gonna like, give us a second. And the NHL is literally sitting there to this morning, like tapping their fingers on the desk, like. Like, what are you going to do? What are we going to say? Because do not fuck up this generational talent that could literally be the guy who it, it takes the baton from um, Connor McDavid. I mean, like, possible. You never know. So anyway, yeah, um, absolute mayhem in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, and that continued last night with the Kraken as they added to it. And uh, we we shall see. The only other thing I'll say about this whole situation is um, a bad joke. I'm just going to say that. Uh, is apparently there is now going to be because apparently you know um, it's a problem in Chicago. It's a big, big problem in Chicago. Is uh, parents leaving their children home alone during the holidays? Which oh, is come like, on. So I I had heard they're making a new rated X version of Home Alone, Home Alone Seven. Mom's Home Alone, starring oh. yeah Corey yeah. Perry. Okay. I warned you. Yeah. you He's going to pull up like Joe Pesci with a beanie and like in a van with a buddy of his. <laughs> gold tooth. <laughs> Where did he lose his gold tooth? Uh, God, I don't know. Anyway. Give yeah, up or you thirsty for more. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, I don't want to search for it, but I want to search it. How many? Because you know what's happened. How many porn parodies are there of Home Alone? Probably a billion. There Dude, has to I be. told you the amount of time that I spent trying to find the perfect clip from American Pie and Stifler's mom. It's embarrassing because I never shared any of it because I was like, none of these are adequate into what I want to post right now. I love it. It was it was legit 45 Look. minutes of me on my phone just searching Stifler's mom. I would say your your uh, Corey Perry taking notes video tweet was probably the eighth best joke made 
across Twitter, which is pretty fucking awesome because there were some really so good, good jokes. It. it was very spur of the moment. So thank you. Did it was awesome because that that face he had, like it literally like that was awesome because he was like thirsting looking at at Conor Bedard. All right. So mom's think, weekend, best weekend. All right, I we're done making we jokes. Can, we're done with the Kraken reaction because we got it. We reacted a lot. I would yes. say this is I need to spend more time on other social media channels for us because Twitter is just a shit show and I spend too much time on it and it really just so everybody please Instagram take, and TikTok. Follow us there. Take a chill pill. I know I need to put some more time into it. Like, like actually do it. Yeah, we but, need more short form videos. We'll talk about that later. All right, so let's talk about some NHL shit, other NHL shit. One thing is, dude, I, I have a conspiracy theory. I think the NHL, they they are behind the times on so much stuff. I think they are really bad. I just got my NFT last week. What are you talking about? At, at like, you know, that sort of stuff is like, okay, doing cool stuff that makes gets me. But I think what they're doing is they're going they're going like secret sly stuff. And I have to say, this may be the best, most like fun and interesting season. I think I've ever seen in terms of like side stories and like, Oh my gosh, like what, like crazy games and drama. And I honestly think behind the scenes that nobody would ever admit to this, but I'm wondering if there's like some sort of like Bettman's like, screw it. We're going to go after the rest of these sports leagues. And we're just going to be like the, you know, WWE version of everything. And they just have, they're like, what crazy shit can y'all do? to like make crazy stuff happen to get us in the news over and over and over again um, without killing anybody and, and like making stuff, uh, you know, absolutely nuts, which by the way, that was not meant to be a, a, a joke about what that the player who passed away. So that might've been in poor taste. And I'm being serious for one second there. I did not mean that intentionally. I but, didn't even go there, but I understand because you being a very nice person that you're right. going to go there. I think you're giving Batman way too much credit, but I there, like, the, I like the conspiracy behind the, um, you know, uh, good or bad press. Any press is good press, right? I think I think that's going on because there's so much crazy, awesome shit that makes me want to like check. Like years past, I've only wanted to really check in on like, okay, I'm check. I'm gonna check up on the Kraken stuff and and pages of the Kraken stuff. But for like before mm-hmm. the Kraken came along, I'd be like, I'm gonna check in on the Red Wings, and that's about it. And then, but like every night, there's some crazy shit. Like earlier this week, the the Florida. Ottawa game where like the the ref literally said he literally said after a crazy fight and I think that because the Kachuk brothers were involved um mm-hmm. going against each other but he literally the clip is like everyone on the ice gets a 10 minute misconduct like that's fucking awesome <laughs> yeah no it was I mean also it was deserved because both teams were quite literally fighting crazy. everyone fighting Every, everybody it was, it was fucking amazing. awesome and also I'm gonna say what another thing coming back to things that we've already mentioned this is like people who continually get upset over like uh uh, and get their feelings hurt about players and things that happen in hockey is we i always keep saying this we love a violent sport you listening right now if you're one of those folks who's getting pissed off about certain players you know and 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 things that happen to players it's a violent sport it just is you got to deal with it so anyway i think there's a conspiracy theory crazy shit's happening um patrick kane i think they're wait literally telling like patrick Hey, hey, Kaner, you've got to do something because we're like, we're, Wait, we're is that his to... nickname is Kaner. Yeah. Uh. yeah, we need we need to we need to inject a little more drama into this week. So you should go sign with the team you want to sign with, which we say is Detroit. And uh, he did. Patrick Kane agreed to a one year, two point seven five million dollar contract with the Detroit Red Wings. This is the Detroit Red Wings podcast. So let's let's flip flip. 
this the sitch here and start talking Red Wings. By the way, New York Rangers tonight when this podcast comes out, no big deal. Just biggest media market in the world. Patrick Kane, Detroit in New York. And also, too, that's where he played last. So, yeah. um, you know, that'll be if he does play. You know, he's coming in, you know, th- th- I was looking at his Twitter uh, and he, you know, was off-season training in September. So he might be ready to go. Like, that'd be awesome if he played tonight, which, again, drama. Like, must can, watch can I, can I be a dumb hockey fan for, I was going to say for two minutes, but I'm, I am a dumb hockey fan all the time. Can I ask you a very, very dumb question before we get into no dumb questions later? Your questions are never dumb, uh, yes, but go ahead and ask me your dumb question. Um, I, can you provide context into, into uh, Patrick Kane? I can because there, I'll say this is as a Red Wings fan and as a human, I don't know how I feel about Patrick Kane. And I, okay. I actually was, was furiously, I saw a tweet thread from a guy who covers the Red Wings and I, I'm crediting this dude without like knowing, remembering his name. I thought I liked the tweet. It was an amazing thread where he nice. explained so we're not citing sources, but we're stealing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but I, I will find it and put it out later. I got to find this dude. I'll find it later today when my head okay. stops spinning, which never does. Um, but he, he explained like how he feels about Patrick Kane, a lot of controversy about Patrick Kane. And I'll give you the quick rundown of it is yes, please. Um, it basically a couple of things. We all know about the sexual assault that happened in Chicago, which caused all like basically flipping the organization upside down and shaking out the shitheads. Right. Yes. And, and one thing that Pat people have against Patrick Kane is the fact that he was part of that team in 2010 when there was, you know, sexual assault happening on, on the team he was leadership and everyone says that everybody in the locker room knew about what was going on, but didn't want to say anything because obviously that's a fucked up situation. Yes. And as a leader of the team, he never said anything. And there is some onus on him to, he should have, he should have said something. Yeah, I agree. And also, by the way, there's a very, very, very quick note. Um, it's specific that you're you're referencing the Kyle Beach situation in 2010, mm-hmm. and a big reason why I have such a critical eye with the way that press conference was handled and the way they talked about Perry is because the Blackhawks before have issued public statements and held pressers saying. The team knew nothing about this, blah, 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 which is a similar thing that they said um, in regard to Perry. And then later on, it came out that that was a fucking lie. And like everyone on the team literally knew about it, um, you know, including Kane, uh, a leader on the team. So anyways, that's that's all I had to say about that. Do you watch The Crown on Netflix by chance? I do not. I can only handle period pieces for so long. I have to like take a break from them. It's pretty cool because I honestly think the Blackhawks are like the Royal Crown because like they take forever to say the right thing and they're very cold and kind of heartless in, in some ways because they're so dedicated to like the, the, the crown and, and the crown first over family. And that's what really is. That's what the crown is all about. We don't know what really happens behind closed doors, but that's what the story is kind of how the Blackhawks are is they really need to just like, you know, be human here. But anyway, back to Patrick Kane, that's one reason why people don't necessarily like him is because he should have said something about the Kyle Beach situation. Okay. And so be yes. it. I, I don't know. How, I mean, honestly, if I was in that situation where I knew something about that, I would like to think, yes, I would have said something. Absolutely speak up. But at the same time, like, I don't, there's so much context. I don't know. I don't know. But I'm not, and I'm not defending him. I'm just saying, I'm saying, like, going through the feelings of like, do I want Patrick Kane on a team that I grew up with that I love? Um, the other thing is, is he was, accused of rape he's from buffalo and Mm -hmm. he notoriously 
and I think he's changed his ways. He was a notorious hardcore, allegedly drinker, partier. Being from okay. Buffalo, that's where he came from, and then you know Blackhawks guy, and, and it continued for many years in Chicago. And apparently, at one summer when he was back in in Buffalo, there was an incident where a woman accused him of rape. And I actually read over this morning before the pod, like the 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 summary of the case, and basically everything was dismissed. There was no there, no there's no charges ever filed because the woman that was accusing Patrick Kane of this happening, like there was a lot of shit that went on where like basically all the things that she kind of accused him of fell apart. So okay. much just so much to say that um, the the her attorney like bailed on the whole case because like things unraveled. So, so basically no charges ever filed, but this story alluded to the fact that like, yeah, it seems like there was nothing there now. Okay. Saying that is it's, it's no a known and it's not a fact, but it's a known thing that this aura of Patrick Kane being a hardcore partier and a wild child back in the day, like that was a known rumor, right? And yes. what can we say about rumors? So, Back to me being a Detroit Red Wings fan growing up with his team and Patrick Kane being on the team. You know, look, I've changed a lot over the years. Um, and I have family members that have, have, you know, they still think of me as like the crazy 20 year old who was doing fun, crazy stuff on the radio. And they, they're like, why, you know, like wh what happened? And like, well, I'm 44 and I well, have a life. Yeah. You fucking, what, what kind of question is that? So I mean, but, it, but like, that's the thing is like people change. I like to think that he's changed. Um, it's pure hockey sense. Uh, he's, he's still a, a world-class talent, uh, on the extreme downside of his career. He can bring things to the table for the Detroit Red Wings in terms of like knowing how to win. Right. I think, and I'm going to find, I got to find this guy who tweeted because he even broke this down is basically he said everything about his game has declined except for his passing, which is great because okay. The Red Wings have a lot of young talent that need playmakers. And that's yes. where Patrick Kane can fit in. It's a year long thing. And this is Steve Eiserman as part of the Iser plan. This is his, when I, when the Red Wings were dominating the NHL for, you know, almost 26 years, or at least like at the top of the NHL for 26 years, one of the best teams mm -hmm. they had, a, they had a, it was like, they basically created a franchise for building a, a world-class hockey team. And that was like, uh, continue to feed the pipeline by drafting and being smart, but also to go out and sign uh, a couple of big name free agents that can come in and do some things. And they signed big name free agents who are on the decline in their career. And it looks like Steve Eisenman is taking that playbook from when he played and using it with Patrick Kane. I, as a Detroit Wings fan, am, am honestly excited to see what happens again. I don't know exactly how I feel about Patrick Kane, mm -hmm. but as a hockey fan, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I'm excited. So hopefully that's some context. He's a controversial player and we will see what happens. Okay. That, uh, yeah, I think you did. That was fantastic. So I, I appreciate that. I'm sure a lot of people listening appreciate that as well, because I think there's a lot of, a lot of history there. He's mired in a, in a hell of a lot of controversy. So we'll see how this whole thing plays out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Anyway, so that's and there's a bunch of other shit going on in the NHL. There's coaches getting fired. There's teams getting. I'm telling you, there is some sort of incentive for 
NHL teams to cause chaos. And like, we, we are in a roller coaster of a season and it's, so only- we're tanking for the plot is what you're saying. Yeah, I think so. I think so. <laughs> okay. I think so. That's the, my only, my only fear is that we, and I don't think it's the case because again, we have to trust in Ron. He's got, he does have it. He, Oh, I still he, trust the Ron father. WWRD till the day I die. Back to crack the Kraken though. My only fear is that, and, and we won't know this for 10 years is like, are we a team that just is constantly mid? And that's the worst thing that you can have as a sports fan is no, is it's really of a sample size, but we are a team that overachieved last year and this is called regression and it was bound to happen. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. All right. So there's so much other shit going on in the NHL. It's been awesome and it's going to continue to be awesome. I will say this is um, I have made some bets, uh, like be- literally some bets and also too like uh, metaphorically some bets on, on some things using the mm-hmm. DraftKings Sportsbook app. I have, I love this thing, but I decided to take the money that I won last year and that like, you have it too. Yes. Uh, and I've taken the money that we've won off of betting that Maddie Beneers would win the Calder trophy. And I've parlayed that into betting on, because there's some really good odds, another futures pick awards coach of the year. And I've taken a significant amount of money and picked three coaches who, who will be potentially the coaches of the year. And I've used DraftKings Sportsbook app to be like, okay, cool. If I bet 80 bucks on this dude, I could make 400. If I bet 80 bucks on this guy, I could make 600. If I bet 80 bucks on this guy, I could make 300. Okay. So like the, so like I basically invested $160 into picking one of these three guys who I believe will be the coach of the year. So no matter what I'm betting on the fact that I'm winning, like I'm doing like, I'm doing, I can't tell you that unless you subscribe to my newsletter. Okay. Well, you don't have one, so you can just tell me. (laughs) So anyway, by by the way, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, right? Um, They, they, Use the code THPN when you sign up. I know right now with the NFL is they're giving new members. If you bet five bucks, you get 200 bucks back in, in, in basically 200 bucks in free bets, no matter what bet, bet NFL code THPN use code THPN, the hockey podcast network. We're proud members of the hockey podcast network code THPN. When you dra- download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, um, make sure you, you see our show notes for detail, for details, please, please, you know, realize if you have a problem, you've got to get some help. And get some help by looking at our show notes here. But I'm going to tell you that I'm going to fire up the sports the sportsbook app, and I'll just tell you who I picked. This is not gambling advice because I am on a fucking losing streak, like you wouldn't believe. Um, otherwise, that's why I decided to say I got to stop this day to day bullshit, and I'm going to go ahead and just make a long term bet and, and wait and see. Um, so again, not gambling advice. Uh, not what the heck. I'm also now my phone updated, so I have to now agree. Come on, to dude. Things. I was so last week ago. I was uh, so mid November. Dude, I'm, I'm trying to buy a house and all sort of shit. So anyway, okay. Uh, here's what I picked. Rick Tockett at plus 500. He is the coach of your Vancouver Canucks, Joey. Dude, I, I'm one. I'm well aware of that. Also, I, I forgot the exact quote, but he had a quote after the cracking game in Seattle that set his, t- I forget what he said exactly, but he set his team up in a way where I was like, fuck man, I really like what he's saying after the game. He it was basically like putting like a chip on their shoulder um, to, to kind of keep them rolling. And I was like, man, this guy was really, really good with his words. I really liked what he had to say. 
if the Canucks make playoffs, he's your winner because number one, he's an NHL darling. Rick Tockett was a great NHL player. He's been an analyst. Yeah, uh, NHL and TNT was fantastic. Right, he's great. People love him. He is a store. If he, if they make just make playoffs, he's a lock for coach of the year, hundred percent. Because the Canucks have sucked for so long. He's come in. So I got him at plus five hundred. Just like Maddie Beniers. Oh, sure. Year. Okay. Dude, last year, I swear to God, I should have taken out a second mortgage on my house. I would have I retired and well, quit this spot. I'm even talking Aruba right now. It's fucking hard to do. That's what separates the billionaires from the, you know, thousand heirs. Like we, should have, we should have, like, doubled and tripled down. That was the easiest money of all time. It wasn't even a fucking bet. It was a joke. So I Rick Tockett plus 500, I put 100 bucks down to win 600. I think that's, I think that's your guy. Um, the rest of the dudes I picked out here, uh, uh, let's see, I picked, uh, Bruce Cassidy. Um, what did I get him at? Let's see. Oh God. Sundance kid. Yes. Bruce (laughs) Cassidy and the Sundance kid. Um, (sighs) Oh, by the way, the Rick Tockett quote, I have to say, uh, I just found it. Uh, his quote after the game, when they beat Seattle five to one, he said, I think everybody's waiting for us to fall apart. These are nice wins because that is like. He's making it like Vancouver versus the world with a comment like that. I actually really like it. I think it's very smart. Yeah, I uh, I got him at like plus uh, – oh, God, what is it? Um, I'll get you in one second here. Hold on. Okay, let me get back. This is the worst. No, we're in, we're, we're in the depths of the podcast. This is also basically for DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it. All right. I got – I don't like – picking Bruce Cassidy, right? Because he's the Golden Knights coach. I just don't I don't like it, right? But plus 850. I put 50 bucks down to to win eight, 475 bucks. Well, the odds Here, are so freaking high because they won the cup last year. So they I won mean, the cup like, last really, year. I mean, it would be cup or you're going to lose your money. Jack. And they've come out hot and they've like again, there's just a great team. I hate They'd have to, to repeat in order for you hate, to win that. I hate to say that, but like if Rick Tockett doesn't win, Bruce Cassidy. And then that's cup or bust. Anyway, plus plus 1200 Peter Laviolette, which is looking actually like it could be, maybe he's second runner up because he's the coach of the Rangers and the Rangers are fucking on fire. They just look good. The Rangers are just looking good. Everything's coming together for them. Original 16. My first NHL game drinking quadruple vodka crayons until I vomit. Yeah. Yeah, dude. And Oh God, I know. Why is it like, Red drinks are what I have mem- memories of barfing on when it comes because to when drinking. it comes out, you look at the color and you're like, I'm disgusting. Yeah, when I, I Arkansas Razorback football game, barfing uh, cranberry vodkas, it was yeah. terrible. Yeah. Um, at like 11 a.m. because I was 20 something and an absolute moron. Yeah, that's what um, you do. Mm-hmm, yeah, you get up at so, 8 a.m. and then you get hammered. Actually, I made these bets uh, a week and a half ago, and I feel fucking awesome about this. God damn, this is good bets, right? Don't take my advice for betting. But I got to tell you, Rick Tockett, coach of the Canucks, Bruce Cassidy, coach of the Golden Knights, Peter Laviolette, coach of the Rangers. One of those three motherfuckers is winning this award. I'm not on Cassidy because he has to repeat in order to win it, but I like the other two for sure. Dude, I'm telling you, right? Plus, I don't know what the odds are right now. I might make another bet if Laviolette, is still at 1200 I might take another 100 bucks and put it on there. Just use all my Maddie money. So my Maddie bucks are gone. I'm, I'm almost out of money to spend because I cannot – I'm not putting any more money into it right now. So anyway, long story short, that's what it is. So there you go. Um, yeah, so there, there's my DraftKings Sportsbook app. 
right there. Uh, make sure you go download that. Also, too, uh, Raycon. Raycon is all about awesome audio. These guys crank out fantastic tech, and they are going to make sure that you don't spend a lot of money. Not like the fruit brand, right? They're going to make sure that you get great quality audio from earbuds or Bluetooth speakers. They have every possible way for you to be happy with their audio listening devices. And I'm talking about like, hey, uh, my what's my warranty? My return window? All this shit. They just want to make sure that you try them out. And you should totally do it because not only are they cheaper, right? And not in quality, price. We have a way for you to get in on this and get 15% off. So go to buyraycon.com slash THPN. Again, the Hockey Podcast Network. Do some shopping. Christmas is here. Buy some audio. Buy some stuff. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. Get 15% off your order. Buyraycon.com slash THPN. 15% off your order. Do it because if you don't like it for whatever reason, they'll take care of you. Check it out, buyraycon.com slash THPN today. 15% off your Raycon order. So there you go. You got some Christmas presents for audio folks, and you also got some sweet betting tips that you should not take because I am not a betting expert from DraftKings Sportsbook app. So there you go. Um, I love it. I love it. No dumb questions, Joey. And I got to tell you, is personally, I'm running out of some time here. Yeah, we got, um, we'll speed this up. We'll, we'll roll through it. Gotcha. No dumb questions. No dumb questions is where, look, we're, we've made it clear. We're the podcast that's all about the memes. We're the podcast that's all about the fun. The podcast is about the hot takes. And also, too, don't be ashamed if you don't know something about hockey because we are absolute morons. We're when hitting it comes to us. We're getting drunk. We're just like just doing crazy shit that other people are not doing. So we are here for you. Ask us the dumb question. Don't Google it. We'll do it for you. We know you're busy. What is this week's no dumb question question, Joey? Excuse me. I'd like to ask you a few questions. This week's no dumb question question comes from Michelle T. And shout out to Michelle. Again, like OG member of the Kraken Pod fam. And it's very simple. Can you explain shooting percentage? And I love this question because it's a very easy explanation, but there's components of it that I think, I mean, taught me something. So hopefully people can take away from it as well. Um, So shooting percentage in hockey is the percentage of a player's shots on goal that go in the net. So basically to calculate that, you take the shooting percentage and divide it by the actual number uh, of goals, uh, the number of shot attempts. But here's the thing that really stuck out to me, Jeff, which I did not know. You would exclude, in order to get somebody a shooting percentage, shots that are blocked by a non-goalie player and also shots that miss the net. So if a guy like dives in front of it and takes one off the ankle or if the shot goes, you know, wide right and like, you know, slams into the board or goes out of play, those do not count against a player's shooting percentage. So a player who takes cool. 200 shots. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. What were we going to say? I was saying that's cool to hear. That's like, it's because it's like literally like just a shot on a goalie. Yeah, I mean, that's basically what it is. And a player's on-ice shooting percentage actually uh, uh, refers to the team's five-on-five shooting percentage, uh, including their own when they are on the ice. So that is a shooting percentage explained. I thought it was fascinating. I did not know that that anything involving – uh, you know, a, a shot getting blocked or going wide of the net or just missing the net in general did not count against the shooting percentage. It's kind of interesting. Did we lose Jeff? We lost him for a second. 
Jeff is back. All right, we're good. <laughs> I'm an Shake absolute head. He's shaking moron. his head. Yeah. So, like, did you? No, explain? you're fine. You probably buzzed out. But yeah, that was it. I, I thought it was fascinating because I did not know those things about uh, about shooting percentage. So when you go to calculate it. That is the easiest way to do it. And I think it actually would be fun, like in the course of a game. If you want to like get good at it, you can pick a, a specific player on the ice per game and try to sit there and, and accurately calculate their shooting percentage if you really want to fucking nerd out and see if you can, you know, line it up based off of the information that you just found out. You know what's cool is uh, so like if I just score empty like literally like empty net goals, like my shooting percentage, that's what I would try to do. I would not take any shot. Put me on the ice for the empty net goal. That's yes. all I do. And then, that's and then it. it would go wide right. But it still wouldn't count against a shooting percentage in that case. That's true. That yeah. is true. So there, it's a win-win in that scenario, basically. I love those sorts of questions because it's quick, easy, and also, too, it's a great question because, like, there's so many crazy stats in this Yeah. Well, it's also a thing that, that like, I didn't know certain parts about it. And so, you know, you're like, oh, well, shooting percentage, that's easy. Just take the number of goals, right, into, like, how many times they shoot. Uh, yes and no. Like, here's actually some things that you can't count. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. By the way, I forgot who it was, but somebody with a big name blocked a shot with their face last night. Um, oh, dude, it was it was Tanev. It was Chris. Oh yeah, it was Chris Tanev on the flame. Yeah, yeah dude, exactly right. <laughs> the, the chaos hockey runs in their fucking blood. Yeah, he what? blocked a shot with his face. We need to get the with Tanev, the and I don't know his family situation, but like it, the Tanev parents, like we need to get like mom or dad on this podcast. Be like, what did you do to raise these animals? I love them. Like we drink heavily throughout pregnancy. <laughs> we drank and we, we also did steroids we are in the depths of the podcast that's for sure like the brothers that make it to the nhl are just specimens just different different types of people i tell you what which is awesome yeah, i agree i agree all right three stars of the week this is where joey and i rank like things that have happened in our life over the past week so we can talk about it um so let's roll through this uh last week i don't go remember go, i'm gonna go, go. go. okay my Rolling. third star of the week i've turned the corner I give my wife shit nonstop for like during the holidays and they start earlier and earlier. She at at night, she likes to watch Hallmark Christmas movies just because they're like, just, and I, and I've turned the corner in and I, I am in on this is her thing is like, let's, I'm going to turn this on because it makes me happy. It's light and it's easy and days are stressful and the kids and all the life things and work just want easy happiness. I don't want to, you know, settle in in the evening for a 45 minute TV session to be hit with like, oh, here's a show about horrible murders or something like that. So it's just Hallmark Christmas movies and like dumbass Christmas in Rome where a tour guide falls in love with this guy after she, you know, was fired and he helped her create a tour guide business and Rome Christmas and probably wasn't even shot in Rome. And there you go. So that I'm the, not going to lie. I have no idea what the hell you just had. I think I just blacked out. Hallmark Christmas movies. <laughs> I used to be really annoyed by it, and I haven't even told my wife this, but I decided this morning, like, I'm, as I was ranking my three stars, I'm like, you know what? I'm in. I'm into this. I so, don't know if you should ever tell her that and give her that victory. I'll be completely honest with you. I like I like your heads at. You got to keep those cards close to your chest. Yeah, you got to kind of keep that card to yourself. That's a pretty big card. I, I would never, in, in fact, anything, you can make it a bit where you just never tell her. So every time it's on, you're like, oh, here we go again. And then she thinks you're like doing a solid by watching with her. But in reality, you're like, oh, I've already seen this. I Full context it. last night. And I actually, this is the way I've been doing it lately. And I like it because I can take easy screenshots. Is I, I stream the Kraken game on my laptop. And it was in my lap while I was laying in bed and uh, watching. I was so like on my laptop, Kraken game. And on the TV, Christmas in Rome. 
and I was watching both and paying attention to both. And I was like, man, what the, look at, look at grew going after Ryan Donato. And I was like, what, are you kidding me? This chick is totally going to take this guy on a tour after he was a dick to her. I can't believe (laughs) you don't deserve to see the Coliseum and hold hands. It's exactly what happened. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My third star of the week is just an epic Thanksgiving. I fucking love it. I forgot. I was listening to a different podcast and they were like, they're equating it to like basically like going to Las Vegas, but you're home with the family. Like all the days are the same. You're eating and drinking like to excess. You're watching sports around the clock. And I was like, that's exactly how it is. Like Thanksgiving is just awesome. Um, By the time it was Monday, I thought it had been like Monday for a couple of days. All the days were the same. There's so much food to be had. Ate uh, and watched football all freaking day. It was great. The only downside was watching the Seahawks uh, get their shit pushed in by the 49ers. That was not fun. Thanksgiving is so much fun that even during that game, that sucked. I was still enjoying myself because I'm like, yeah, you know what? It is what it is. Uh, but yeah, dude, just an epic Thanksgiving overall. Lots to be thankful for and just an awesome, awesome holiday. Dude, I'm from Detroit. Uh, so did you watch the Lions game? I mean, same Dude, shit. of course, the Lions. All, by the way, I actually put money on them to lose because the Lions, I don't care how good they are. They're a very good team now. They suck on Thanksgiving. They always lose on Thanksgiving. That's the easiest bet of all time. The Lions lose on Thanksgiving. Also, Jordan Love is starting to kind of turn into a real quarterback. He is, which is nice to see, dude. How do you feel it's about nice the Bron- to see for you? How do you feel about the Broncos? Um, they're fucking trash. The only reason why they're on a heater is because their defense is getting better. Russell Wilson is not back, and if they do make playoffs, which they very well could at this point, um, they're gonna lose like in the first round because they're they're a joke team. So. As a as a Lions Saints guy, is I forget his name, but the when when. Miami hung 70 points on the, on the Broncos. Sean Payton went, went fucking nuke. He went nuke mode. Yeah. He's so mad that he's been like, fuck this. And, and now shit's happening. So like, that's kind of cool. No, I listen, I'm rooting for Sean Payton. I'm not rooting for Russell Wilson. I'm with you. I don't, I've never liked, I've I've never liked that dude, but uh, no, he's a weirdo. He's a weirdo. He's an absolute. Also too. uh, Maybe I was going to say, Two quick. My number two quick things is the Barry Sanders documentary. Did you watch? Oh, that? I want to watch it so bad. It's on my. It's on my list. I have not watched it, but I. I do. I texted it to myself. I heard it's amazing. It's. It's great because Barry Sanders is He's the, the best, best running back of all time. Thank you, thank you. He is. I. These people who argue against. I don't. He. I lived this. I lived my formative teenage, early preteen years of watching mm-hmm. football. Yes. Was in Detroit as a Lions fan from Barry's being drafted to Barry retiring. Like you also got his, Megatron in your in that era. So I'm very I, jealous. No, Later I, on, but like you know what I'm saying? I was out actually I was kind of like I was in living in a different city, so I started to like not pay as much attention to the Lions. I was living in, in the South already in, in Arkansas when Megatron came around. So like but I lived in Michigan in Detroit during the whole I was a Lions fan, living, eating, sleeping, breathing the Lions. Yes. When Barry Sanders was there, I got to watch him and I cannot explain to you. There's an actual feeling when I think of, and I'm telling you, like, it's, I'm not making a joke. Like I have like a specific stomach feeling mm-hmm. of watching the Lions, Barry Sanders teams and going like, man, he's so fucking good, but we're so bad. And it sucks to watch this. And Thanksgiving sucks. Like, oh yeah, it's another Thanksgiving where Barry Sanders is doing crazy shit. Yes. But we lose. Yeah. And it's just at, and the documentary. His start stop was amazing. Like his ability to like stop on the dime, 
sidestep juke a dude and then be at full speed in like a second you're like how the fuck he was a gi joe figure like you know we have like they're 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 jointed at the waist where like their legs can go one way and the torso can go another way yeah he was that he was sick but in better shape and the whole the whole video the whole video or there's a whole documentary is about how like he just he wasn't in it for records he wasn't in it for like the fame he really was like he he says he's not shy but he does not like the media and he basically i I actually didn't even finish it but i know what happened is he quit because they wouldn't trade him he was like get me out of detroit i want to win the fords wouldn't trade him and yeah. the Fords sucked at that time. They've changed their ways, but like they just, there was a moment. So that's the Lions were so bad that a Hall of Famer had to quit when he still had plenty left in the tank because he was like, I'm fucking done playing for this. Team. Wayne Wayne Fonts, who was basically his coach for most of Barry Sanders' career, Wayne Font, they, they showed a clip, and this is what stood out to me. Uh, in the past year of Wayne Fonts, who's got to be like pushing 90 on mm. the sidelines with Barry. And Wayne was like, Did, and I don't know if, if this was, for real, but it looked like they recorded like a conversation that Barry had never heard before. And Wayne was like, look, Barry, like remember when Joe Montana left San Francisco and he was going to go to, um, you know, like, and he went to Kansas city. We, I went to the Ford and said, let's sign Joe Montana. And they said, he's too old. And what does he do? He goes to Kansas city and has a couple great years. Say Warren moon, Warren moon, the Houston Oilers leaving. The I love Warren. I love Warren. I love that dude. Like the guy yeah. on video games could throw the ball like a thousand yards. It's great. Yeah. His last like, name was Moon. I mean, like, how epic is that? Same thing. Same exact thing. Hey, let's sign this guy. Oh, he's too old. And I was like, man, what are you talking? Like, dude, what you wasted this dude. So anyway, number I'll say number two star, Barry Sanders documentary. Watch it. If you're a sports fan, it's awesome. Plus, like, all these Detroit sports fans are in it, like, doing the same thing I'm doing, which is going like, damn it, this is a crazy time. Eminem in it. Um, uh, Jeff Daniels is in it, Tim Allen, all these like cliche Detroit people are in it and and talking about this shit. So anyway, watch that. Number two, Barry Love Sanders it. documentary. It's on Amazon. That's your second star of the week because it's mm-hmm. it's not. I'm looking at your list right now. Do you want to go over your second star? Nope. Second star nope. Week? I'm switching things on the fly per usual. All right. I like it. My second star of the week is Christmas in New Orleans. Um, Just a special time of year. I actually wrote a piece for Where You At Magazine. I did tweet out the link for that, but I wrote oh, a cool. piece on the lights at the Roosevelt Hotel. Um, if Jeff, you know, actually supported my work, he would have seen it by now, but he hasn't. That's okay. Um, but no, like Christmas in New Orleans is, is a really special time of year. Um, the the lighting of the of the lights at uh, the Roosevelt is just awesome. Um, we have some very, very, very cool like holiday Christmas pop up bars uh, throughout the city. There's just a lot of things to do. New Orleans is highly, highly underrated as a Christmas city. And I'm very excited for this time of year. I will be actually popping in at the Roosevelt soon just to see you know, the lights and everything for myself. And, uh, of course, having a cocktail at the uh, world-famous uh, Sazerac Bar. So Christmas in New Orleans is my second star of the week. Christmas in New Orleans is pretty awesome. It is special. Christmas here is just different. Um, I agree. You know, the city's different. So, like, I- I'll go read your shit. I'm sorry I didn't report Thank you. you. Thank you for reading my shit. I'll read your shit. The Roosevelt's... We do that every year. It's a tradition <laughs> for us. So, yeah. Um, my first star, I'll just combine my star that I just kicked out. Uh, my friends, a group, like there's a couple guys like, we're going to do a five-day water-only fast. And I started that on, I tried it on uh, basically ate dinner on Sunday night and then didn't eat again all day on Monday. And I was like, I, I got to tap out. I feel I made it like almost 24 hours. 
because I started to like almost hallucinate, but that's apparently this five day water only fast is part of like, uh, that's what you get through the first two days. And then you have like this crazy clarity, uh, mentally it's a physical reset. There's science behind fasting that basically says is like when your body doesn't digest food, it starts to digest itself and it starts by digesting the bad shit first. So that means like anything you got in there is just hanging around. That means like bad cells, which could, according to these people uh, that research this shit means like cancer, that sort of stuff, anything that's so I failed at it, but I'm highly interested in it. Uh, the reason why I failed, which is my my actual first star, is buying a house while it feels so good to like do what we need to do. To like my wife and I are all in on this house is like all the shit and drama, as you know, mm-hmm. as you know, buying a home, buying a house, all this. It just never changes. No matter, even if you think you got your shit together, like there's always curveballs. It fucking sucks, but we see the light. Can't wait to get into this house, and I, it may or may not happen. I don't know, but at the same time, it's gonna I, happen. Good vibes only, man. Good vibes only. Also, too, in the middle of this podcast, did you re- did you cover me nicely when I got up? Did you see that I got up? Oh, dude, I fucking rolled the entire time. No one even knew that you were out. I just kept rolling. I'm a fucking professional now, Jeff. That's how so I do. In the middle of the Connor Bedard thing, I I got up, and because like I, there was somebody knocking on my door, so I like just Joey was on a rant perfectly nailing it he carried the show which is why we're fucking professionals (laughs) i had to go answer the door and we have a sign in our yard we're trying to sell our shit by ourselves our house by ourselves which was like how much no that wish for that little doggy in the window i knew it was going to come it was a realtor and she she came and she was like really nice and she's like hey look i saw i was like oh you know we're good we're gonna sell it ourselves and i had this conversation while you're fucking talking about kind of regard like no we're good we're gonna sell it ourselves. she's like well i'm gonna give you my car it's like she said can i send you an inf- some information i was like yeah give me your i'll take your card i said but honestly you know we we have if we are going to go with a a, a, a a realtor we have somebody in mind that we'll use um oh bro she, i i got a i got a guy no, no, no. I, we literally have a guy. Like, we have a guy ready okay. to go. I was we, like, you need somebody. I got, I got no. the guy. We, okay. we, we just want to save money, like, and we can do it. But then she, I felt bad, but also I felt, like, empowered. She's like, well, can I, like, how about I just email you this little, like, information thing that I have that might help you understand how to sell your house? And I said, nope, no thanks. I don't want that. <laughs> and then I said, thanks, bye. But you know what? You can send that over to me in a giant gift basket with a handwritten letter on what I can do. No, I mean, like, I preach. That's cool that she did that. I also, too, respect her fucking hustle, which is cool. But at the same time, all realtors are the fucking same. They all have like one personal Instagram account and then one realtor Instagram account where they just post photos of fucking homes standing awkwardly outside of it and smiling. And they always invite you to like their events on Facebook. Oh, come to this open house. We have grapes and cheese. And it's like, it's the same fucking thing. They all have the same personality. Well, she would, I, I, I felt. I just didn't want that guilt of the, the, the outline or whatever it was showing up in my um, inbox and being like, uh, fuck, now I have to like gonna hand drop it in your fucking mailbox, dude. No. That's what's going to happen. I, so I said, I was like, nice. I said, no, thank you. I don't want that. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. That's it. That's dude, my final star. I love it. I am going to pivot on you now. I'm switching up my one star of the week. I totally forgot about this. Uh, tomorrow, I got invited to an event. Uh, I will be downtown in New Orleans hanging out with Zion Williamson for the debut of uh, these new sneakers that he has coming out called The Sanctuary. And there's only going to be 500 pairs released 
period. Are you getting I'm one? A pair? I'm getting myself a pair, and I'm also bringing a Sharpie. I'm going to have him sign it, and then I'm boxing him. I'm never fucking touching him. So I'm getting – Are you, are you buying it, or are they giving it to you? They're giving it to me. Uh, can I, gonna, can he, you buy me a pair? I doubt it. It's a release, and they're not releasing it to the public until the first. I'm just getting it on early. So I'm getting a pair of the Zion Sanctuaries. I'm getting that bitch signed. I'm going to hang out with Zion. I'm going to give him some advice on how to lose weight, and then uh, we're good to go, baby. So, yeah, that's my first star of the week. I'm trying to think fiercely to myself. Has there been a time? I can ask my buddy. He's the marketing director for the company that's doing it. Dude, I want a pair. I'll I'll ask. I'll be like, how can I? And he's going to be like, get on the guest list. Good luck. I'm thinking of a time. I'm thinking of a time where, like, you did you tra- have you trashed Zion on this show at some point? I, I want to get that audio together real quick and send it to uh, some There's people. a good chance. Just go ahead and dig through our 2,000 minutes of audio that apparently we have. <laughs> right. Dude, so here's the deal. I have to go because now there's a repairman at my house, which you also, too, I thought was funny. Is like, you, I know you're doing a bunch of shit, too. Is like, I spent an endless sea of people coming to my goddamn house, but I literally have to go answer the door. So can you close the show? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean that's a wrap. So yeah, run and run and do what you got to do. Is that it? That's it. Oh, this is a that's wrap. it. Okay. All right. Hey, here's the chirp of the week. Let's all fucking chill out. I got a repairman knocking on my door right now to fix my shit that's busted. Real life. Everybody, chill the fuck out. It's hockey. Let's have some fun with this shit. Just take a breather. Here's your chirp of the week. See you later. You guys give up, or you're thirsty for more.